Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Wayne brings sweet relief. Ed's a killer. And chaos at NASA! We're talking about it next. I'm Maria Menounos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, the buzz. Welcome to the After Show for All Mankind. So excited that you guys are here with us today because we love to be here and we love to watch it. So we are covering episode nine, Bent Bird. What an interesting name for this episode. Mm-hmm. So crazy. Guys, this 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 was a good episode, okay? Before we get into it, we're talking Karen finds solace in Wayne. Yes, Wayne is back. I'm so happy that he was back. We've been talking about him wanting to be back. Um, pandemonium <laughs> at NASA, and of course, Ed and his crime. Crime. Ah! We're also talking our special segment, Hero's Journey, and of course, men be raging. Ah! So exciting. Thank you, Tara. But first, my name is Tatiana, and of course, I am with the lovely Tara Erickson. Hey, guys. How are you? I'm good. I'm happy to be here. Good. Yeah, I got my dinosaur Christmas sweater on. Oh, lovely. Show some spirit. I am not Christmassy. I Sorry. regret that. Didn't what did this get the memo. sweatshirt makes up for at least five people? <laughs> good. Good. Okay, so I'm included in that. Um, what were your overall thoughts for this episode? Oh, man, did I love it. Did it leave me on a cliffhanger? Right? Yes. It was, it was, it was a lot. It was a lot. It was not what I expected, and I thoroughly enjoyed that. I think this is one of the best episodes I have seen thus far. I completely agree with that. Mm. Yes, there were a lot of unexpected character changes and things that happened with characters that I, I don't know, I just didn't expect it from a few. Um, And I really enjoyed sort of the 180 in certain instances. Mm -hmm. I found it really enjoyable. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm feeling all that. I like surprises. I'm feeling all of that. I'm feeling <laughs> it all. Uh, I really want to get out, give a shout out to this, the director who directed this episode, um, John Dahl. Amazing work, John. Amazing work. There were so many shots that I absolutely fell in love with, and I feel like I wouldn't have been in such suspense if they were shot any other way. So I'm a huge fan fan, huge fan of John Dahl, so big shout out to him. Uh, let's whoop, whoop. let's jump into it, okay? I let's really want it. to talk about Karen finding solace with Wayne, because we were saying, we've been saying, I think, for the last two episodes that we have we miss Wayne, and Karen needs Wayne, and he's, he's here. It happened. It happened. Yeah. And she smokes. Totally. She gets high with Wayne. We all knew it was going to happen. I think that was my prediction. He'd get her into some sort of like light drug, nothing too harsh, which is what happened. Get her to open up. And that's what, uh, man, the light was back in her eyes. Thank God. She seemed like a real person again. Yeah. But that conversation was scary Mm. to a point where she, which I was saying at the beginning, that her whole life was dedicated to Ed, his job, his life. And she just came to the realization when um, she was talking to Wayne that that is his life, his friends, 
that she, you know, assumed was hers, but now she's realizing, oh, I've settled it in this thing that is not me or who I am. That includes any of my likes or what I wanted to do in my life. She's just sort of like floating in the ether now without her kid. I think her kid was a big, not a distraction, but, you know, through her loss, she's realizing, like, I don't really have a huge reason to stay in this marriage if I'm not getting a lot out of it for Mm -hmm. my life right now and what she wants to be doing. And Mm -hmm. I think that's a big, big eye-opener for her. I totally agree. I think she put she put so much energy into her kid and her husband. And now when, you know, her world is just rocked um, by not managing somebody's schedule and she she doesn't know who she is anymore or or at all. In fact, because she met Ed when she was a teenager, what did they say, like 13, 14? Really young, yeah. Super young. And I mean, back then it was totally normal to get married super young. Um and she admitted that she was with Ed because it was kind of like a, you know, big F you to her parents who were um, immigrants. So, you know, I, I want to say that she's still happy with Ed, but I don't know. I don't know either. She just she knew how to run that marriage and that life. Mm-hmm. And without the kid, there's not really she doesn't really owe Ed too much because he's away a lot. I think even when he comes back, ugh, it might well, be too much to get over. She's going to be a completely different person when I he think. comes back. And that's going to be a really rude awakening for him mm-hmm. because, you know, um, being up there that long, being alone for that long, and then to come home to no son, you know, probably going to your son's funeral and to your wife, you know, you barely know who she is. And they don't communicate. So there's no there's no understanding on his point from where she's at. They don't they don't really have a real relationship no. at this point. I don't even think that they truly did before. I think she just knew how to run things. Mm-hmm. But boy, is it a weird awakening that your son's death is the moment that makes you realize you are not independent and have been craving your independence all along, but didn't know how to get it, and now might be the time because your son's dead. Mm-hmm. Her purpose is lost. Yeah. Yeah. Thank God for Wayne. Because, honestly, the only person who would really understand and be real with her would be him. Yep. Or Tracy, honestly. Yeah. And Tracy's not there right now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she she was trying to be there. Um, but, I mean, she's also an astronaut. She's just surrounded by astronauts. So. Yep. So, thank God. Thank God for Wayne because he was a saving miracle. And I, and I have no doubt that he'll come back. Oh, 100%. I hope we see him in the last episode. He, we have to. Because. He is he is her only saving grace yeah. right now. Wayne is the best. Yeah, which explains why Molly is so awesome. Yes, they make a great couple. And I would not be surprised if Karen worked into becoming very good friends with Molly, who is a strong, independent woman who actually chased after her dreams and has done everything she's wanted to do while still having a husband, mm-hmm. but not falling by the rules. And Karen is not used to that. And I think if in season two, if Karen starts breaking some rules and gets outside of that life, but still maintains a friendship with Wayne and Molly... Um, I'd be really surprised to see what she would become. I, I mean, I would find it hilarious and very cool if she started working at the bar with Pam. 
<laughs> I, I don't think so. I don't think I can't see Karen working at the bar with Pam. I really can't. What if she became desperate? No. She had to get a divorce from Ed. She doesn't get any money. She gets a little bit from Alan money. She's no. like, I didn't okay. make money. First of all, Ed is a very stand-up guy. I don't <laughs> think that he would leave her with nothing. I true, I truly don't like Ed I is agree. messed up in his own way, but like he's not. He's like Mr. America. Hey man, she's smoking pot. Next thing you know, she's behind the bar slinging drinks. <laughs> Slinging drinks. Slinging drinks. I don't think it's going to happen either, but maybe. (laughs) And I tell you, it would be a storyline I would adore. I would, too. I would, too. Slinging drinks. You know what I like to sling drinks to? Ooh, what? Watching AfterBuzz TV. Me, too, because we are the ESPN of TV talk. You guys, please make sure that you subscribe, like, comment. Check us out on iTunes. This um, So you don't only view us on YouTube. If you're not viewing there, then you can just listen to the episode on iTunes or wherever you find your podcasts at. Um, but leave us lovely comments. Tell us what you want more of, what you want less of, what you like, what you don't like. Tell us what we did wrong, what we did right. We love you guys. We love to hear from you. Uh, we also tag a lot on AfterBuzz, so check us out on Instagram, Twitter, all those things. We love you so much. We're here for you, for the fans. I mean, we're not just doing this for me and her. Mostly for you guys. And we love you. Thanks for joining. Awesome. Thank you, guys. So let's let's talk about this pandemonium at NASA, because they're just effing shizzing it up. Just, e- like, every single detail that is possible to screw up, they have done it. I I don't understand (laughs) what they're doing there, but everything is messed up. So Deke finally gets to go to the moon. Thank God. Yay, Deke. He's always seen it happen. I feel really good for him um, because he wanted to go his whole life, especially when he sees the sunrise. That was my favorite part. The look in his eye was like childish wonderment. You know, it was was awesome. But now they they have this whole buildup. Failure to ignite. Doesn't ignite. Now they have to send an entire new crew up there. So it's a mess up. Now, do you think the Russians are involved with the fact that it couldn't ignite? Or is it because of the, the what Von Braun revealed that they're using a factory in another place that isn't as good as the other factory and that's why there's all these mishaps now? I think it might be a combo of both because last episode we did discuss there could be a mole mm-hmm. of Russian intelligence. That's why they found out certain things, why the um, the press found out about um, Ed and the and the stuff that we were like, oh, how did it get back to NASA? Point is, is we've thought maybe there's a mole, but we haven't found out yet. Um, and I think it might be a combo of just politically making a move to send to make, uh, you know, Saturn V with a company that is not the greatest of companies. Um, and it is such a small thing that it would be easy to overlook if you're doing a double lap of like, I think we're all ready to go. And that one little thing doesn't ignite and is and malfunctions, which will forever uh, delay your lap to the moon yeah. unless you get a new one. Right. But now they're stranded in space. Mm-hmm. But it's. <laughs> It's you know it's a blessing in disguise because now Molly and Tracy and um, the other guy, <laughs> I Deke? was like only five. Deke. No, yeah. no, Deke's with Ellen. Oh right, Deke's with Ellen and um, what's that guy's name? Fudge. Oh oh oh, you're Deke? talking about uh, Molly and Tracy in the in the in the Apollo 25 going yes. to rescue Apollo 24. Yes, yes, got it. So Ellen, so uh, so they're up there. They have to go up there, so she gets bumped up now, mm-hmm. her and Molly, which is great because she's been waiting to go to the moon. Um, so it, it's like kind of good for her, for them, because they get to go. Now Molly is stranded. 
because there's that explosion. We lose a guy, which is hor- horrific to watch. They lose the guy. Now he, Molly's completely stranded. Now Margot has to make that call. And this is what I really wanted to touch on because Margot, I feel like it went back to when Von Braun told Margot that, you know, they didn't pick her um, for the main job because she wasn't a team player. So now, so she basically had to, you know, force a hand to get where she is now. Um, and she's in the position to make this call to save Molly. And she, she's like, oh, I'm not going to, we're not going to save her. Because I feel like she's looking at the facts. She's only looking at the logistics and she's not looking at it from like a moral or <laughs> human standpoint for that matter. You know, it's like if you gave a robot the same kind of calculations, they would be like, don't save the girl. Don't save Molly. But she made this hard call. Nobody agreed with her. Thank God. Thank God. Do you think that she made the right call to not go for Molly? I mean, even though they did. But what do you what do you think? Like, if you were in the same position. Yeah, I think that her initial, she's an engineer, so she calculates by numbers only. And mm. it was just like they don't have enough fuel to save her, period. So I understood why she made that call, but it was odd that there were so many people backing up the decision that we could try to save her. Mm-hmm. Um, so I found it a little weird that it took her so long, and it wasn't that long. It felt long in the episode that mm-hmm. it took her that long to come the decision to the decision to say, don't let me regret this. Go ahead. Um I don't know. I feel like she could have easily been like, okay, we're running out of the numbers. I know she thought for a second. Um, I, mean, I mean, it's her job to say we can, we can't do it. We're not gonna we're not gonna be able to have enough fuel, right. right? So I'd rather not lose three people, and then you know, instead of losing one, because essentially it's all blood on her hands. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, because she's in charge, she runs the show. Yeah. So, um, but I, I just thought it was funny to hear to think about Ron Braun saying that to her in the first place and it's like wow even though she's in this powerful position she still hasn't learned to be a team player I agree I think her best move that I wish she would have done because I enjoy her character a lot I thought it would have been a stronger move if she said listen up ladies like Molly and Tracy here's how much fuel you have so if you go to save her you could end up here or here it's your decision and you man the ship. Mm-hmm. I'm leaving it up to you two because it's your lives in your hands now. Meaning I'm here to give you the information and the numbers and the logistics and the statistics of your survival rate and Molly's. You go and make the decision. Yeah. I would have enjoyed that more from a character standpoint. Totally. Totally. I totally agree. Yeah. yeah. So they they uh, they finally save her. Thank goodness. I honestly, I thought we were going to lose Molly because, especially when the flashlight ran out, I was like, "Huh, well, that's it. She's going to be in space until she runs out of until she runs out of air." And then there's a human in space just floating floating around around out there. (sighs) Scary. It is scary. It is scary. And and also now we can't find Deke and Ellen. I know. Yeah. Do you think they're dead? Still haven't come back with that data. Yeah. I do not think they're dead. Um. I think that they just can't make contact yet. They're probably saving it for the last episode. I hope so. I think they might, you know, pop up and be like, Houston, we hear you now. <laughs> you know, one of those moments. they're like spiraling. That always, yeah, comes in. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. I, I just don't, I don't understand. I know that there's always error and that's fine. I mean, it's not fine, but I understand we're humans and humans make error. But for this, this much 
to go wrong yeah. in a short amount of time, I feel like is ridiculous. It's too much. It's too many things going wrong. It's 110%. so many things. And it's, it's, yeah, it's ridiculous. Which I also want, just want to touch on really quick. Mm-hmm. You were right about Gordo. See? He wanted to come clean. Just had to throw that in there. He wanted to come clean. But what I didn't realize is that Danielle, I thought Danielle would be like, yeah. But she was like, no, you can't come clean. Don't do it because then she'll be blamed yeah. as being a liar and she'll be grounded. She'll get in trouble. Which honestly, I didn't, I didn't even think about that. Me neither. I thought she would be like, yeah, you should tell everybody right. that I saved your life. Yeah. So now he's kind of, you know, he's got a different weight on his shoulders now. He's trying to be a hero, Tara. He is. He is. But I guess it puts her more in, a, in an emotional, vulnerable position to be a person who goes and breaks their arm, puts a mission on hold um, in order to save another person from not getting, you know, kicked out, basically. Mm-hmm. Which, uh, yeah, they'd both be in trouble at that point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's blamed either way. I agree. She's looked at horribly either way. Right now, she's got the better end of the stick. Yeah, because she can still work, mm-hmm. which is the whole point of her being there is to break these barriers and glass ceilings and to work. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Heavy stuff. Okay, mm-hmm. the meat, the meat of it. Mm, let's do it. Ed and his crime. And his crime. <sighs> this man has lost it. He has lost it. He's cut off all communication from home base. All of it. He's drinking. He's doing nothing. They yeah. keep trying to contact him. He's like, F all of you. All of you. I don't need anybody. Uh, and His the- living quarters are looking more and more like Gordo's living quarters. For real. At home, and now Ed looks the same. I mean, it's 159 days mm-hmm. stranded on the moon. That's how long he's been there. 159 days. And he is not cleaning up. No. No, he's not. But what's crazy is that the Russians have no uh, no respect for space, for their space. And he straight up just used his equipment, went down, got his ice, and came back up. That was the most intense scene of the entire episode, is when they come face to face and you can't see either of their faces. And you just know, we all know what Ed is going through, the amount of emotional buildup that he is experiencing is insane. Joel Kinnaman is the actor who plays mm-hmm. Ed, and he, he sure is, is phenomenal. Phenomenal. There's so much behind his eyes that I truly enjoyed watching him, but that scene was the best scene possible. And he brings up the hammer, and I'm like, okay, what else do you expect him to do? Mm-hmm. You think he's, I mean, they can't talk to each other, so what else do you expect him to do? I mean, Ed's standing in his way. He's going to bring out the hammer, like, if you try something... We're going to go for it, right? Yeah. I can't blame him. I honestly, there was a moment where I was like, is he saying things? Has he gone insane Mm -hmm. like Gordo? Mm -hmm. And then I realized after a moment that he was not and that was real. Um, And yeah, I did really enjoy that moment. And It was so good. It was good. It was great. So good. And even the camera does push in towards... um, Ed's face, which is great just to see his reaction in looking at just a faceless astronaut and like, okay, I see that. I clock you. Where do we go from here? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But he jacks up his rover. Sure does. This is where I think it's premeditated. 
Oh, yeah. Totally premeditated. And that makes that's what makes Ed look psycho. Mm-hmm. Like, completely psycho. He's lost his rocker. Because he he has to come. Now the Russian, who he, call, he calls uh, Ivan. I'm sure Ivan. that's not his name. But it, he calls him Ivan. Yeah. Um, has to come in, which is crazy. Comes in, and he's like, oh, are you ready to come in? You ready to come in now? Okay. And then drains his oxygen. Yeah. He's a cold-blooded killer. He really is. He really is. But he knew. Yes, it's totally premeditated murder. Yes. Um, yeah, he knew going in that his rover would run out of out of gas. He wouldn't be able to get back, so he'd have to come to, to you well, know, he, Ed's He, he messed with his rover. Totally. Ed, Ed messed with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He he messed it up specifically knowing that it would, it would run out, and yeah. then he, the guy wouldn't be able to make it back. He'd run out of air. So he'd have to go to Ed's space in order to survive, and Ed would would have the upper hand there and be able to get rid of him. Um, I did not expect that. Uh, I was really surprised by it, but also I was just like, oh, Ed, like, man, what if you just would have talked to the guy? Like, maybe you guys could have been friends and, like, I don't know, then you would have been the guy who's written about as, like, an astronaut making peace with the Russians on the moon? See, he is not a peaceful person. He's not. He's, he's like, not. Like I said last time, he's a, he's a, he's a Navy person first, mm-hmm. and then he's whatever else his other titles are. Father, husband, whatever. So, it, it, there's no way, especially with everything that's literally raging inside of him, peace is not a word or a thought in his mind. If Wayne was up there, we would be at peace with the Russians in this actual episode. Yeah. Wayne would be like, come on, buddy. I just saved your life. Right. Cool. Let's have a chat. I'll share some cookies with you, and we'd be all good. But, I made edibles. But like- Ed, yes, I agree with you. I mean, he is an army guy first. He's he's not even great, was not great with his own child or really his wife. Um, so I could understand how communication skills when it comes to an enemy would be even worse. Mm-hmm. As bad as killing them. Plus, he's, I mean, he's been on the moon so long. I'm sure there's a million psychological effects of him not thinking clearly. Because that is declaring war. Yes. Like, he, I wouldn't be surprised if he wound up dead at some point. Yeah. Well, the Russians going on their territory in in Ed's head is Mm -hmm. already them being like, oh, a war has already begun. You have already effed this up for all of us. Right, right. But it wasn't declared. No, not at all. And we said last time that him uh, destroying that um, spy gadget that was in the cave was like declaring war. Yes. Like, that almost invited... I mean, they were there before he did that, but that almost invited them to basically make contact. To show up, which is exactly what happened. Yeah. So it's... I just, I know he's not thinking of the ramifications of all of this. I know he's not thinking of the future, what it could mean for America, right? I know he's not thinking about that. He's caught up in his emotions. I can't blame him, really, I can't. Me neither. It's a terrible thing that he did it. When you're living on space rice and tang juice (laughs) and you're living on that for 129 days, I mean, killing a man is the most entertainment you have. What? What? So dark. It's that is so bad. So dark. <laughs> the most entertaining. Ed's crazy to watch somebody he's like, suffocate. He's like, and he's he hates Ivan. He hates the Russians. The Russians has messed with his stuff. They've been spying on him. 
And he's even talked to, you know, America in the last episode was like, just keep a close eye on him mm-hmm. and um, don't do anything. And Ed was just so much like, they've been spying on us. They're coming for us. We, we have to take a stand. He was already losing his mind. And I feel like at this point, um, if we had even more of a close up, if Ed in that moment, he has he has a Joker smile on his face. It's It's a form <laughs> of entertainment to him. It's like. Oh, yeah. Well, what, I forget what his last line was. But it's done with a smirk. Yeah. Done with a style in the way that Ed knows exactly what he's doing. And it's like almost as though he was looking forward to it. Which is super dark. But that's what happened. He took everything into his own hands. Because he didn't even go back and say, hey, look, the Russians are... He didn't report back to base and say, hey, look, the Russians are in our cave. What's my next? What should I do next? Like He, in his mind... He's like, I am the commander of this. This is my home. This is my home base. Nobody will touch it. Nobody, like, you know, he just, I think he's lost his mind. I. This is a cracking point. I agree. I think he's just been sitting in it, stewing yeah. since the last conversation with NASA and America. And now he's had, I don't know how many days in between that till he meets the Russian. And he's been sitting in all those bad thoughts and downward spiral for a while. Oh, man. I'd hate to be in that position and then to be, to, to have that many, that much emotion going on in my mind and trying to deal with it by myself on the moon and then uh, come in contact with another human you know, let alone a Russian, just another human to take it all out on. So, yep. And he does not feel bad, which is the most terrifying thing about it, which is why I said, you know, for him, it's, it's kind of become a type of entertainment where it's, he's won the game of chess and it's fun for him. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So he's gone off his rocker. And that's where it ended. You guys, (sighs) that's heavy. That's rough living. It is rough. It is rough. What's he going to Save it. We'll save it for predictions. I'm getting ahead of myself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I really want to move on into, after that psycho talk, I really want to move on to A Hero's Journey. Hmm. This uplifting, uplifting segment. La, la, la. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you mm-hmm. for that. Um, I like, I want to talk about the team up between um, Gordo and Tracy because they have not been on the same page lately at all. And I really loved how they teamed up on this episode to save Molly. And it wasn't like a mushy team up where they were like, all right, girl, I got you. We're going to do that. Like it was strictly professional. And they went back like they were hand in hand. You know, I work, you work, I work, you work, which is how it was supposed to be in the beginning. And it just got messed up there. Um, So despite the odds that they've been facing in their marriage and in their personal life, they came together um, to save a fellow astronaut whom they both care for. And so, you know, they have the same idea. So they are... Our heroes, this episode, coming together and uh, being one. And I honestly hope that this is a moment that builds their relationship and um, that they will, when she gets back, if she gets back, (laughs) um, when she gets back, that they will be able to build up on this and become stronger as a couple. I agree. I thought, hey, that moment in space might be the moment that saves their marriage. Dun, dun, dun. Everybody's lovely. Wouldn't that just be lovely? In contrast, let's talk about men be raging, Tara. Ah! Okay, men be raging always on the internet in regards to this show. Okay, so first up is Matt Harden. He says, Mexicans landed on the moon, period. There you go. Watch something else. What? 
Why are we even talking about... So, basically, he's saying, like, because the Mexicans didn't... I don't remember that. What, I don't think that was... From a, this show. Yeah, I don't... Um, anyhow, the way that he titles it is just, like, bad that Mexicans landed on the moon, so don't watch it. Uh, okay, Matt. Become a better person. Um, Jim Wilson said, just another femi-Nazi move... That really is trying to rewrite history. These people cannot, they can't handle how many strong females are in this show. Like, they just, they lose their minds. Um, Okay, Felix S. gave it one star. He said, this is horrible, cheap, pathetic. And what's up with the feminist agenda? They can't handle the feminist just qualities of the show. He says, I wanted a show not to be told how bad men are. This is ridiculous. Well, sometimes men are bad, Felix. That's real life. Could have been an amazing show, but it's total crap, and I couldn't get past a few episodes, I assume, because they talk about ladies too much, and they show some bad things that men do. So sorry, Felix, for your loss. Um... Okay, so I really like this post. This is, like, uh, a good one. It says, One of my biggest pet peeves about social media and online opinion platforms is the mob mentality byproduct it has created. I wonder how many people who can claim to be offended by some aspect of a TV show or a movie really feel... The way they claim to feel. It seems uncool to simply say, this is a great show, well acted, interesting spin on what could have happened from one split second decision. Or to say, wow, look at how far we've come. Kudos to the trailblazers. But no, people have to claim to be offended by the smoking, the gender bias, or the message it sends to our heroes. It's a freaking TV drama, not a BSA! I agree with that, guys. This is a show... It's a TV show. It was written for you so that you could be entertained. Yes, it's part history, part writing. There are writers who write TV shows for your pure entertainment. Right now, we are diving more into shows that are a little more female-oriented or when it comes to gender biases that we're trying to kick those out of there. And you guys who are not used to seeing just or who are used to seeing just a bunch of white people on a screen who are all straight are losing your minds. Um, And when there's more than three women on screen, you're like, Femi Nazi! I just, everybody needs to take a breath and enjoy it because it's well acted and they give great performances. And I think just look at the story instead of what gender or color the people are on screen. Or just, like, go back and watch Sesame Street and just try to, like, rework your brain now. And then maybe by the time you're 60, you'll be better. That's all for Men Be Raging! Good. We did it. You made some awesome points. Thank you so much. I really like that segment. I think I tell you that every time. (laughs) Tatiana loves it. I like it, I like it, I like it. All right. (laughs) Predictions. Mm. Your After Buzz mm. TV predictions. Ooh. Okay. Right. Are you, you going to go first? Nope. Nope. I, okay. <laughs> I, uh, when she asked me, when you asked me if Deke and Ellen die, now I'm kind of like, one person died. Ed killed them. I feel like maybe Ed and Ellen, I'm sorry, Deke and Ellen might die. And then um, Tracy and Molly come back 
surviving with Ed. Oh, man, because I feel like they might need some more people dying in this show. I know that sounds really weird, but I feel like with all that they're doing in space, mm. there's been already people that have died. So now I'm kind of thinking that might happen, more drama and just loss. Um, and I, uh, I really, really hope that Karen and Wayne form a really great friendship and that he is the one that is able to welcome her into her new life to where she feels um, like herself again and she's strong enough to say, I don't really need Ed because he's not really a partner to her. He's just a husband and they had a child. Now, sadly, they do not. um, And I think that was the connection holding them together. And I feel like Wayne could really lead her to a place where she feels okay in her own skin again. And I feel like that would be a really enjoyable place to be. I think it also adds a little bit more drama if Ellen um, does die. I don't want her to because I do like her character. But it would leave Pam and Ellen's husband um, dealing with grief together. Um, and then Pam wouldn't have to also deal with seeing Ellen, who's married to a guy in her face every day at the bar. I don't know. There's so much going going on. I don't want people to die. <laughs> but for the writing of the story, now I feel like people might. Mm. Those are my predictions. Do you want to see Ed and Karen try to work it out? Or do you just think she should be done with him altogether? Um, I think that she will probably be there for him to recover because I think he's going to need a lot of help when he gets back. Yeah. And then I think they'll have a conversation to where she says, I'm not happy. I haven't been happy for a long time. Mm -hmm. I only knew me through the eyes of you. And when you were gone, I found myself again and I need to go and explore that. I don't think she's the person that could just pull the rug out from under him. But then again, I don't know. It's a good question. I'm really excited to see. Okay, well, first of all, if the fact that Ed killed that guy. Yes. He's going to go to jail. Totally. So uh, for how long? I don't know. It was premeditated. Mm -hmm. So maybe they'll do a cover up, (laughs) though. Because it's space, possible, yeah. and who knows, and nobody's checking up on him. Highly so. possible, highly possible. So I, I, I'm curious to know how that will be written, because there has to be some kind of ramifications off of that. And if they do cover it up, um, it sucks because I feel like Ed is the all-American in this story, and uh, almost like he can do no wrong. Like, the only struggles we've seen him go through are kind of like the... Um, relationship ones it doesn't really have anything to do with like breaking rules stuff like that so um it would be a blow to his character if they covered it up i i agree but yeah. you just never know what the president or them will make him do right just like when they made him go to that trial and then he ended mm-hmm. up telling the truth and mm-hmm. nobody wanted that but i feel like ed will probably just say like they were spying on us, and, I mean, who knows? Yeah. But he's kind of a different person now, so I don't know if he's really going to stay true to that moral, like, truth compass that he normally has. Yeah. Um, and tell the truth, and America will try to cover it up. I think he's, he has to live with that forever. He's got a tough road ahead. I mean, maybe they'll just 
kill him off and the show will take over with Tara, Molly Cobb. What is it with you? I don't and know. Killing I just lately. feel like this episode you're shows, like, man. Think death. of Game of Thrones. Everybody died first season. You're like, ah, oh, I can't wait for the second season. That's what true. are they gonna do? That's true. So I feel like this show would leave you. I don't know. I mean, they don't have to keep him around. There's plenty of uh, solid actors on there who can take the role. And second season, they might want to bring in new actors to the point where, yeah, we lost Ellen, we lost Deke, and we lost Ed, but we've got three new people. That's so... Okay, if they lose that many people... In Sad. Place, that's... Ter- that's Because they're brilliant actors. I feel... They I are love brilliant. Joel. Yeah, they are brilliant. But, like, beside that... Fa- I feel like that's just too many people to get rid of in the first season. It hey is man, like Game of Thrones. They might want to do Red Wedding too, up in space. And if they did, I would be sad. But wow, you'll never forget the Red Wedding. It's true. Up space. It's true. Maybe we'll see a bunch of death. I don't know. Depends on Time. what the writers want. Time will tell. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to explore Karen's aspect of of herself, and I, I'm I don't know who she is, so I don't even know. I can't even like guess what type of person she's going to become. So I'm really interested to see what that looks like. So that'll be really cool um well we're out of time we are but we could talk about this all day thank you so much guys for joining us here at after buzz tv again tara where can we stalk you guys stalk me everywhere especially on youtube tara erickson that's t-a-r-a-e-r-i-c-k-s-o-n i'm at tara erickson on instagram at the tara erickson on twitter please imdb me google me i'm all over the internet come say hi and i am tatiana marisa on all social media platforms come say hi i will respond back and we can have a little chat until then, we will see you next week with the finale. Ah! Bye, guys. Bye. <laughs>